I would argue he's still a good enough person because he wouldn't have invested that money otherwise in here because he doesn't have a tie to this, but he has a tie to this. And so I said the reason and the meaning behind what we do also encourages more contribution to what we care about. And we don't often contribute more to what we don't care about. And so I argue that sometimes contributing to something because we believe in it is a good enough reason, even if it's not the most effective. You're listening to The Isaac Velez Show, a podcast that inspires high performers to reach new heights and be better than their best. My name is Isaac, and I'm best known for my performance coaching, elevating elite athletes and entrepreneurs to unlock their full potential. On this podcast, I sit down and share vulnerable stories on my journey, lessons that I've learned, and I bring on high performers as guests to unlock new insights and share authentic conversations about what winning really looks like. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back, everyone, to the episode of today. I am feeling good. I am feeling relaxed. And I'm ready to talk about why being selfish is the best thing a young person can do. There's an idea in philosophy that talks about the ends justify the means. In other words, what you want justifies what you have to do to get there. This has also been heavily criticized because that also can say, or it can also mean that some people can do unethical things for an ethical reason. And so, to me, this is one of those situations. If I care about helping the world, but I don't have the capacity to do so, me focusing on the world doesn't increase my own capacity. If I focus on myself, increase my capacity, now I have the capacity to help the world, and then I go and help the world, who's the better individual? And so this goes into a concept known as effective altruism. In other words, caring to do about the right thing and then doing the thing as most as effectively as you can. And I explored this concept about two years ago. I was in a uh, I was in Durham, North Carolina, and I was sitting with a senior at Duke University, right, one of the one of the greater um, colleges in America, and he was about to go to China for a study abroad program. And we were talking about schools of thought. We were really getting into philosophy. He studies finance, but he really does like the philosophy as well. And we got into this conversation about effective altruism. He introduced the the concept to me. And he told me, he was like, what if you cared about doing the right thing, but you also cared about doing the the best way possible? And to create, he created this analogy for me. He says, let's say, and I, I love soccer. I played soccer. He said, let's say you love soccer. And you decided to make a donation of 100000 to start a league in a small town in North Carolina. Right? You donate to the parents. And now these kids who didn't have the chance to play soccer now have the chance to play soccer. Right? That's altruistic. You care about the good of other people. And you are actively making contributions to do so. He brought up this initiative about malaria nets in Africa. One of, on paper, the most effective ways of preventing deaths of humans. And so he said, if you donate $100,000 to start a league of soccer versus $100,000 for malaria nets, who's the better person? Right? And so this got into the argument of what is most effective? What creates the most change? Now, I argue with the slippery slope and I say, people invest in what they care about. And so if this person doesn't have enough of a tie to invest $100,000 in malaria nets, but he does in soccer, 
I would argue he's still a good enough person because he wouldn't have invested that money otherwise in here because he doesn't have a tie to this, but he has a tie to this. And so I said the reason and the meaning behind what we do also encourages more contribution to what we care about. And we don't often contribute more to what we don't care about. And so I argue that sometimes contributing to something because we believe in it is a good enough reason, even if it's not the most effective. But I will argue that it does have a lot of weight and it does have a lot of reason. But then you have to argue as well, humans aren't always the most reason-based creatures, right? We use logic, but we also have emotions. We also have things like greed. We have things like to be selfish and like to look out for our own self-interest because that preserves our own life. But when it comes to why being selfish is the best thing a young person can do, think about what you want. And so let's use my life as an example. I, when I was younger and to this day, love the idea of a long-term partnership. I love the idea of being a father one day. I love the idea of giving back to communities and founding businesses that change and impact lives. What do I need for these things? For a long-term partnership, I need to find a person, which thankfully I already have a great partner. But I needed to find a great person, not just for now, but for the future. In order to be a great father, well, I'm going to have to have a partner to have kids, but I'm also going to need to be a great person so my kids can admire and respect me. Okay. To give back to the community, what do I need? I need money. Right. If I want to make a change, you're going to have to put some money up. Right. It's not, not just speaking, but you have to actually create tangible change. And that requires money. It requires an investment. If I want to start businesses that change lives, I can't run five businesses, not effectively. I can hire a great team, which means I need great team dynamics and know how to hire people and know how to work with people. And I need business partners that can run these businesses so I need great relationships with these kinds of people that are willing to go and partner with me and trust me, not just for who I am, but also my expertise on the matter, because they can love me. But if they just love me and I suck at business, they have no reason other than just to be friends with me. For me to do those things, I have to improve myself. For me to get to a partner that I can say, this is going to be the mother of my children. This is going to be the person I want the rest of my life. What kind of person am I and what can I attract in my current capacity, right? And so if I'm someone that's not on top of my fitness, if I'm not trying to build my business or build a career, whatever works for me, which to me is business, I'm not working on my finances. I'm not working on, you know, both my mental fitness, getting smarter, getting better at strategy, reading books like Patrick with David's, you know, choose your enemies wisely. Like this is just a book that I just picked up and I'm super excited to read these kinds of things because I know I'm better for it. Right, self improvement and personal development excites me, because it's not just personal. It's the people that I care about. They get better. They get a better version of me. And if people get a better version of you, they get better because of the choices that you made that started with you being selfish. And I'm not saying being selfish as just looking out for your own good. I'm saying be selfish and as give your time to yourself. Instead of going out and hanging out with friends, be selfish and go to the gym. Go to bed early. Read a book or go work on your business if you're a younger person. And if you're an older person, maybe it's not just about you when it comes to being selfish. Maybe being selfish is saying no to working extra hours so you can go spend time with your kids or spend time with your spouse. 
or spend time meditating. Being selfish is taking back focus regardless of what other people think so you can dedicate it to what matters more. And so when I say young, I do say 17, 18, 19, but I also say 25, 26, 27 because you're building. We're building. I like to break things down, right? Zero to 20 is the identity stage. Who in the world are you? Like, what are you doing on this planet? But 20 to 40 is the growth stage. 20 to 40, you are making something of yourself, but not just yourself, but you're growing a family. You might be growing a business or a career, growing your finances. You're growing your platform so you can live the rest of your life. And you're still in a discovery phase, but this is all about growth. And this is the moment to double down on who you are. This is the moment to be selfish with yourself and get better, to be selfish and spend more time with your family. I haven't met a successful person over the age of 70 in my personal experience that has looked at me and said, I wish I worked more. I wish I spent less time with my family. I've seen unsuccessful people say that, but I've not seen successful people by my own standards. And the ones that don't say that to me, there isn't any. Now, there's going to be some out there, I have no doubt. But we don't live here to be isolated creatures. We don't live here to only work for our own ends. We can Right, we talk about, you know, the anti-hero of like a Gordon Gecko in Wall Street. Nobody his age wants to be like him. But everybody that's younger does because it's hard to comprehend what you haven't experienced. And even when, for example, when I do it, when I comprehend what I haven't experienced, I don't create an illusionary picture of what it might be like. I simply look at what other people have already lived and compile my own story of why it worked that way. I reason history to explain the gaps. I don't reason an illusionary depiction of what I think will happen. And that's why for me it works so well where I can anticipate what's going to happen. Because there's a lot of things that change and everything's going to look different than I expect. But the nature of history isn't about events repeating themselves. It's about the patterns that repeat themselves. Right? When people say history tends to repeat itself, they really talk about the patterns tend to repeat themselves. And so what does this have to do with being selfish? The pattern of you giving your energy to everybody else and not yourself might be the reason you're not where you want to be. And you might be on the other end. Maybe you're only giving time to yourself and now you're isolated and you don't have a support group. And this is where the virtue of stoicism and they talk about moderation, being able to be balanced here. You got to know what's going on. You got to play it both ways. But you have to build yourself if you aim to help people in your life. Why? Because doing so creates the possibility of making sure they lead a better life. And if you want to impact the world, you're going to have the capacity as, an, as a person with the right character and with the resources to back your willingness to change the world. And that's what's beautiful about it, but that's also what requires work. And so being selfish to be selfless is one of the greatest lessons that I've learned and that has changed my life. Thank you all for watching. Again, gotta check out the website. We're making some changes on there. We're really focusing on this idea of what we do here is we help you be better than your best. We want you to be better than the best you've ever been. 
because we want you to shoot for the stars and go for more. But as always, Veni, Vidi, Vici, I came, I saw, I conquered. That concludes today's episode of The Isaac Velez Show. If you gained any value from today, we'd be grateful if you share the episode and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you were looking to get more involved with us, visit our website, www.isaacantoniovelez.com and follow us on Instagram for daily content. See you in the next episode.